Hello and welcome to another episode of Kata Upanishad, a podcast that conveys and explains the meaning behind one of the 10 principal Upanishads. This podcast is compiled from a series of talks that Sadhguru Shri Madhusudan Sai gave in 2020 and can also be viewed in video form on saiprakashna.org. A link will be in the show notes. So without any further introduction, please enjoy this episode of Kata Upanishad. yesterday we heard this shloka uttishtata jagrata prapya varanni bodhata shrusya dhara nishita duratthaya durgam pathasthat kavayo vadante this path is a difficult one difficult one because we have never attempted it so far when the child is born he is unable to walk keeps falling again and again and again therefore when the child even gets up and walks two steps everybody claps because for that child walking is extremely difficult it can't balance its big head on small shoulders and it wobbles and falls so for that child even walking on the floor not on razor's edge even on walking on the floor seems like a very very big task but the parents encourage the child even if it falls the mother never says my child is falling let him not walk any more i will carry him everywhere no mother says that every mother says what let him fall but let him get up and walk falling is a part of walking failing is a part of learning mistakes is a part of experience therefore falling failing or making mistakes should not deter us from walking on this path every fall every failure every mistake should become a stepping stone for us to go forward in life that's why i tell our students a mistake is not a mistake if you have learned a lesson from it but you haven't learned anything and you keep repeating the same thing again and again then it's a mistake pramadyante vittam moodhena it is said earlier that because of these wrong illusions people keep making the same mistakes they don't learn from it so if you learn from a mistake the mistake becomes a lesson it's no more a mistake but if you don't learn from it then it remains a mistake forever why this path is difficult because you will make mistakes on this path too it is not that where you can walk away without any problem no there will be there will be difficulties and that is why you need guidance on this path how to walk on this path like a little baby needs the mother's hold to walk a few steps also even then it falls yet neither the baby gives up nor the mother gives up both hold each other's hands and keep walking all of us have gone through this experience in life whether as mothers or fathers or as children we never knew how to walk we made all attempts to walk we failed several times fell several times even injured ourselves yet we never gave up walking so this idea 
that even though it is difficult, we must conquer it, has been ingrained in us, even from a simple thing like walking and falling. But you need guidance, somebody holds your hand, helps you walk, then this path which is otherwise seemingly difficult becomes easier. That is why prapya varan nibodhata. You reach or you approach the knower of this knowledge. If mother also does not know how to walk, then how can she help the child to walk? Because mother knows how to walk, she is able to guide the child and help the child to walk. So the idea is that you must meet a guru, a knower of truth, so that that person can guide you how to walk this path which is otherwise difficult because you will fail, you will fall, there is no doubt about it. There is no guarantee whether you will reach but definitely there is guarantee that you will fall. So walking is our job, so that is what I say. Take one step. First, the first step has to be taken by you. That is why Uttishthata, Jagrata. You rise, you awake. Unless you do that, I can't help you. Therefore, first step has to be taken by you. And 99 steps will be taken by the Lord. Who will come, hold your hand and take you across. In Mundaka Upanishad also a sloka, which is Parikshalokan Karmachitan Brahmano Nirveda Mayat Na Asti Akritya Kritena Tad Vijnanartham Sa Gurumeva Bigachet Samit Pani Brahmanishtam Shrotriyam. Idea is that after having observed our life, having seen all the good, bad, ugly of life, having tried everything to become happy and yet not being happy, having invested in people your emotions, your trust and having been cheated, deceived. Finally, you realize that whatever we do in this world, nothing remains at the end. We only don't remain at the end. With this analysis, the person realizes that he must approach the knower of the truth. And that is how in Mundaka Upanishad, Shaunaka approaches Angirasa to know the truth. So a guru is a must on this path, is also a very important message from this. Prapyavarani bodhata is the very important part. Simply Uttishtada Jagrata is not going to help. You wake up, dress up and show up at the school. There is no teacher to teach you anything. Then your journey becomes even difficult. But if there is a good teacher, a bad teacher makes it even worse. But at least a good teacher is there, then the good teacher will teach you how to go forward on this path. And step by step by step he will guide. It does not mean that you will not make a mistake. You will make a mistake. You will fall, you will fail. But every time you learn from your mistake, the mistake is no more a mistake. It has become a lesson, an experience of life. So learn from every experience of life. That is what Keno Upanishad said, Pratibodha Viditam. In every experience of life, Learn, see the hand of God, perceive the divine will which is guiding you silently, secretly, without your awareness. In every experience there is divine will. We don't see it, we don't understand it, so we complain. So this is the idea of Uttishtata, take first step. The onus is on you to take the first step 
జాగ్రత్త బి ఆల్వేస్ బి అవేర్ ఇన్ తెలుగు జాగ్రత్త మీన్స్ బి కేర్ఫుల్ జాగ్రత్తగా ఉండాలి మీ జా మన జాగ్రత్త మనదే స్వామి చెప్తుంటారు అవర్ వీ హ్యావ్ టు బి ఆల్వేస్ బి కేర్ఫుల్ వీ షుడ్ ఆల్వేస్ బి కేర్ఫుల్ ఎన్ యూర్ వాకింగ్ ఆన్ ద రోడ్ సమ్ కార్ ట్రాఫిక్ ఈస్ కమింగ్ దాట్ పర్సన్ మే బి డ్రైవింగ్ ద వే హీ వాంట్స్ బట్ డూ యూ సింప్లీ స్టాండ్ ఇన్ ద సెంటర్ ఆఫ్ ద రోడ్ ఆర్ వేర్ ఎవర్ ఇన్ ద లెఫ్ట్ సైడ్ ఆఫ్ ద రోడ్ సెయింగ్ దర్ వై ఆర్ యూ డ్రైవింగ్ ఇన్ ది ఆపోజిట్ సైడ్ హీల్ కమ్ అండ్ డాష్ యూ హీ ఈజ్ అ మ్యాడ్ ఫెలో ఇఫ్ యూ ఆల్సో బిహేవ్ మ్యాడ్లీ దెన్ దెన్ యూ కాన్ కమ్ అండ్ కంప్లైన్ ఐ వాజ్ రైట్ ఐ వాజ్ ఫాలోయింగ్ ధర్మ ధర్మో రక్షతి రక్షిత బట్ లుక్స్ లైక్ ధర్మ డిడ్ నాట్ ప్రొటెక్ట్ మీ ద కార్ కేమ్ అండ్ హిట్ మీ దట్ ఈస్ బికాస్ జాగ్రత్త యూ షుడ్ బి కేర్ఫుల్ సో ఉత్తిష్ట వాక్ గెటప్ జాగ్రత్త బి కేర్ఫుల్ బి అవేక్ డోంట్ బి అస్లీప్ ఆన్ దిస్ పాత్ లైక్ ఇఫ్ యూ డ్రైవింగ్ అ కార్ అండ్ దీరింగ్ విల్ ఇఫ్ యూ స్లీప్ ఆఫ్ యాక్సిడెంట్స్ విల్ హ్యాపన్ సో ఇట్స్ నో గుడ్ యూ స్టార్టెడ్ ఆఫ్ ఆన్ ద జర్నీ but more importantly you are always awake a b c of life always be careful so jagrata also means carefulness because any time anywhere you it can fall therefore don't be distracted you are going on the highway don't be distracted by this and that if you look this way and that way or talk on the phone or you are messaging even while driving definitely you will meet with an accident so when he is saying is durgam pathastha do you don't have to get discouraged oh the spirituality is a very difficult path everything is difficult when you are a baby and you got out of your cradle and started walking it was difficult it almost seemed insurmountable but with the help of a person who knows how to walk you learn to walk and therefore today you can walk and even without realizing you walk and you keep talking and singing and seeing everything and walking is happening on its own it's no more difficult it has become natural to you likewise this meditation all the time being careful not allowing indriyas to take over the mind and mind to overtake the buddhi and buddhi to overtake the god's buddhi that won't happen this practice will ensure that you are always operating from that consciousness from god's buddhi only your individual buddhi mind and indriyas don't interfere with god that will happen by and by as you live your life but initially it needs a practice like everything needs a practice and you must approach the right person who can teach you in the right way and that is why it is said varan varan means the adorable one the one should be who is acceptable you should approach such a person and learn how to walk this path then even difficult things will become easy for those who do not do this what they do not do this they are not uttishtata they are not jagrata means they are not putting efforts they are not careful they are not even meeting a guru but they all by themselves they want to do of something for them this path is shurasya dhara nishita it's worse, even more difficult but the guru can teach you the tricks how to manage your mind how to take care of your senses and how not your ego should interfere with god's will and that's how you can walk on this path easily initially even though you meet with difficulty eventually it will become very very easy initially balancing on a bicycle is very difficult you ask your father or the friend to hold the bicycle when you mount the cycle and you try to pedal but eventually you don't need anybody you have developed balance and now even while talking you can bicycle is going on without you realizing also so this is the idea that it is difficult to the extent that if you are distracted if you are lazy if you are not putting enough efforts and you don't have the right kind of teacher or trainer then itself 
very, very difficult. But if you are not distracted, you are very clear, your goal is, what is your goal? You never allow your indriyas to distract you, mind to distract you, your ego to come in the way. And you also have got the guidance of Guru, a good Guru who knows how to go on this path. Then you have no worries, no fear at all. You can happily walk, nothing will happen to you. So this is why the previous slokas taught you, Yachet Vang Manasi Pragnya, First you take the indriyas, put it into the mind. Mind you take and put it into Jnana Atmani. Jnana Atmani you put it into Mahati Atmani, Mahati into Shanta Atmani. This process is a difficult process. It is not easy to give up your attraction to the senses and sense pleasures. It's not easy to keep your ego tamed or surrender it to the divine. And further it is not even easy to surrender the divine thing also that I am surrendered to God. That feeling also has to go. You are God is what finally should appear in your mind. Isn't it? First he was what? That I am the servant of God. As a mana, buddhi and indriya. Then you put your buddhi into God. And you felt that I am the part of God. God only is guiding me from within, they say. And then finally shantatmani, I am God. So jnane atmani is dvaita bhava. Mahati atmani is vishishta dvaita bhava. And Shantatmini is Advaita Bhava. This is the progress also which has been shown. Hanuman says this. Deha buddhya tu, I am your servant, dasoham. Jiva buddhya tvadam shakaha. Atma buddhya tvameevaham itime nishchatamati. This is my firm conviction that when I think I am the body, that is I am the jnana atmani, I am only servant of yours because I am using my mind to serve you. But when I think I am Jiva, then you are guiding this, you are the passenger, you are telling me which way to go, how to go, you take over everything then. And I am just an instrument in your hand. That is Vishishtadvaita, Jiva Bhavena. And then Atma Bhavena Tomevaham. When he goes from Mahati to the Shanta Atmani, he becomes one with the Lord. There is no surrendering anymore. Like the rivers merge into the ocean, they become the ocean. There is no more uh, trying to become the ocean. Because the rivers have already gone and become the ocean. Like that your mind has completely merged in the mind of God. In fact, there is no mind. You always live as God. So that is the idea of gradual withdrawal. That is how you, our progress should happen. From Indriya Intiyartha, we have entered the Manas. Manas, we have entered the Jnanatmani. From Jnanatmani we have entered the Mahati Atmani and Mahati Atmani to Shantatmani. Shantatmani is Sayujyam. Shantatmani is Advaitam. Shantatmani is the Param, ultimate. Beyond that there is nothing. So you become one with the Lord. Like the river becomes one with the ocean and there is no separate waters. Ganga, Yamuna, Saraswati are there. Those who live by Ganga, they will praise Ganga. Those who live by Yamuna, they will praise Yamuna. But when both Ganga and Yamuna go and merge in the Bay of Bengal, whom do we praise there? Then we have to praise Bay of Bengal only. Though Ganga and Yamuna start from the Himalayas, Gangotri, Yamunotri, they take their paths, but ultimately they become one with the ocean. After they become one with the ocean, where is Ganga, where is Yamuna? Like that, where are you, where am I? We have all become one in each other. Sahastra Shirasha Purushaha, Sahastra Akshas, Sahastra Pad, 
स भूमिं विश्वतो वृत्वा अत्यतिष्ठत दशांगुलम दिस इज द आइडिया दैट दैट पुरुषा दैट डिवाइन इज हैविंग थाउजेंड्स ऑफ हेड्स सहस्त्रशीरसा एंड थाउजेंड्स ऑफ हैंड्स सहस्त्राक्ष थाउजेंड्स ऑफ आईज सहस्त्र पाथ थाउजेंड्स ऑफ फीट हाउ इज इट पॉसिबल इट मीन्स ईच पर्सन वेन द इवॉल्व लाइक ईच रिवर दैट फाइनली रीचेज द ओशन बिकम्स द ओशन लाइक ईच जीवात्मा थ्रू दिस आध्यात्म योगा starts withdrawing and withdrawing and withdrawing into one's own true self then everybody becomes paramatma now where is the difference it means what all your decisions are made from where paramatma decisions so as an individual you have no particular difference at all but the true gyana is coming from top like the tank releases the water then only taps give water taps are in every house but where is the water coming from from one tank only like that you all become taps amani bhava amanastha you don't have your separate existence and thinking you are just an instrument and who is thinking for you divine you are doing the work outside but all the information all the intelligence all the knowledge and the guidance is coming from the divine idea is that each one of you should have evolved and merged your mind into the cosmic mind of god so that whatever you think say or do it is only god who is doing you have nothing no obstruction of ego and gyane atmani in between and or indriya and indyarthas everything just seamlessly flows no decision making is difficult because anybody has to make a decision all will tell the same answer because everybody's mind is merged in god so obviously the same answer will come to every question every issue every problem every challenge can be faced very easily that is why i am going on emphasizing on this because it is so 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 important to do do this adhyatma yoga but to gain mastery over this adhyatma yoga which is quite difficult why because ego will come in between and uh, people will praise you and that's it then your own individuality will take over or your indriya will distract you so all this will happen that's why from indriya anthartebhya mana mana to buddhi buddhi to means gyanatmani and gyanatmani to mahati this is the process so now you will ask how far i have reached whether i am progressing or not how do i know yesterday i told whenever the decision happens from the higher self then immediately you feel peace and you have no arrogance only humility comes if good happens out of it you are humble if bad happens also you are not anxious you leave it to god's will the inscrutable divine will in a heart of heart you are very clear that it is not your ego which took the decision but when you take decisions from your ego your gyana atmani then the problem is you will have ego means arrogance will come if something goes right or something goes wrong anxiety and restlessness so arrogance or anxiety if it comes out of a decision making it means the decision has been made by your individual buddhi you have not merged it in god's buddhi that is why i ask for doing meditation because that is the process of merging your lower mind into the higher mind so every morning if you meditate it's like your setting goes back to the zero default setting which is god thinking through you during the day fault setting happens you start thinking so every morning you have to again restore your whole meter back to zero that is why morning meditation in not only that during the day also any time you are feeling restless a decision has to be made and you can feel your blood pressure increasing you can feel the excitement in you you can feel that oh, some kind of arrogance building up 
immediately withdraw from the scene. Whoever is there in the meeting, tell them, I need a minute, go, and I call it one minute meditation. What is one minute meditation? Drink a glass of water, take a few deep breaths, sit in a corner or go to an empty place alone, if nothing else, inside the bathroom, and then just think for a moment. Who thinks through me? Who talks through me? Who does through me? It should not be my Jnana Atmani. It should be Mahati Atmani only. I cannot afford this Jnana Atmani interfering with Mahati Atmani. You pray like that, go back again. You see, all your decisions will become better. At every step, whether you want to book a ticket to go somewhere, whether you want to buy a new pair of shoes, whether you want to take a decision on admission or removal of people, or you want to take a bigger decision like opening of campuses or anything, just do it from Mahati Atmani, it will always be right. They will never make a wrong decision in life. So that is the process and that's why it's important. It is difficult because we are so attached to our body, our mind and they wanting to get credit, wanting to be acknowledged and recognized. The doership is so strong in us that it is become Shurasya Dhara. It becomes razors as where we cut ourselves. Because we are distracted and our Jnana Atmani comes and disturbs the Mahati Atmani and then we suffer. So this is the idea that it is difficult path but it is not so difficult if you truly follow the guidance of the Guru who will teach you how to go about it. And even if you fail and falter a few times, take it as a stepping stone. Take it as an experience, a lesson, so that next time you are coming out better out of it. And every time you make a mistake, every time you should become more resolute that next time I should be careful that this can happen to me. I thought I have become perfect, but no, I am not yet. Yesterday I was telling, Guru teaches in Bodha, not in Jnana. Bodha means I'll create the situation in which you have to apply whatever I have told you. In every step, just then you'll think, Swami says, everybody is Brahman and I should be equal to all. Just then the, the person whom you could never go with will appear on the scene and say something which you cannot withstand. Bodha. So like that only, it's not a badha, it is bodha. You do, most of the people, my teaching, they call it chala badha. Badha ka bodha it is. It is teaching, therefore difficulties. Difficulties are the ways to learn whether we have got enough understanding or not. Unless we test our knowledge, we never know whether we have understood it or not. That's why a driving test is there before you take the car onto the road or bike onto the road. They test you and find out whether you are capable or you have to still practice more. So these are little, little, small, small tests. So you find out even a cook who cooks the food, he tastes. What is tasting? It is testing the food, whether the food has cooked, been cooked properly, salt, spices are good or not. So the same thing life will do. The moment you put yourself on this path, it will send small, 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 small tests here and there to check on you whether you are actually following this path or you are simply talking in the air. And that is when your capability, your understanding is tested. So you will see this, whatever you are learning now, you will see going forward every now and then situations will arise and you have to apply this. That is when you will succeed. At that time if you forget this whole knowledge, like Karna forgot all his knowledge right at the battlefield, then you get destroyed by your senses. So remember that, that this is the most important aspect of that you have to apply this knowledge 
and use it at the right time. That time if you forget, then there is no point. So this difficulty is only to that extent because we are not used to it. Therefore it is difficult. Once we get used to it, it's no more difficult. The one who does not know how to ride a bicycle, he'll think you are a great soul because you can ride a bicycle. But the one who knows it will not find it very difficult. A sixth class person goes to a tenth class fellow, asks for to solve some maths problem and the tenth class fellow will just solve it like that. Sixth class fellow will look at the tenth class fellow, how intelligent you are. You have solved it in one minute, I took one hour, I couldn't solve this. And the tenth class fellow says, yes, yes, I am intelligent. The truth is that after failing three times, he has reached tenth class finally. And this problem is no problem for him. But for the young fellow, it's a big problem. Same thing, Durgam Patastat only to that extent because you are not used to walking on this path. You have always lived by your Indriyas or Mana, at best your Buddhi, your Jnana Atmani. Therefore, you will think that this path is very difficult. So don't get discouraged by it. Keep walking and especially with the grace of a Guru, the Tapaprabhava, Deva Prasadat. This is how even Shvetashvatara Muni became a Brahmagyani only because of Tapa. Tapa means Uttishtha Jagrata and uh, Deva Prasadat Prapya Varani Bodhata. So because of this only, Shvetashvatara Muni also became Brahmagyani. Then this is the method for everyone else also. So don't get depressed that what is this? After such nice things, finally I am being told it is very difficult. It is difficult because you are not used to it. Once you start walking, it will become easy. So we'll go to the next one, fifteenth shloka. He says, Ashabdam asparsham arupam avyayam tatha arasam nityam agandhavachayat anadyanantam mahataha param dhruvam nichayatan mrityu mukhat pramuchyate. So this is the explanation of this Brahma jnana, this shanta atmani. What is this shanta atmani is being described here. Because you have been told, you do this, do this, do this and finally reach here. So when you reach there, what is that? What is should be you be experiencing at that point in time? And because of that, what is that you are going to gain? That is being told in this. So this is almost like the essence of all the teachings of Katopanishad. Now we are coming to the end of the Yama's teachings. And in that Yama's final teachings, this is the final most teaching of Yama that when you started off on this journey from the time when your father sent you to Yama, like the Nachiketa was sent to Yama and then he asked the Varas, let my father be happy onwards. Second Vara that give me about the Swarga Agni, the Nachiketa Agni. Third Vara tell me about that which nobody knows about. They all have doubts about Astiti or Na Astiti. From there, Shreyo, Preyo, take the path of goodness, don't take the pleasant path. The fools take the path of pleasantness for their own welfare, but they don't know that they are making a mistake. They come in my control again and again. However, this knowledge is very subtle. Ascharya Vakta, Kushala Asya Only a good candidate, good student will learn and a good teacher can teach this. If anybody else teaches, Nara Varena, those who have Delusions, if they teach, na sugnyayaya preshta, it cannot be understood properly. It has because it is anuraniyan, nahi tarkya pramanad, it cannot be understood by logic. 
then yama goes on to explain from there how it is the smallest subtlest of the subtle and the greatest of the great and it is not is easy namedayana bahuna shrutena how many times you hear from how many ever people you cannot get this you have to get this from the real gyani only nachiketa like student should be there and yama like gyani should be there to teach this knowledge he explains from there he finally says the do's and don'ts how do you attain this knowledge the do's part of it is yamevesha vrunate tena labhya the don't part of it is na avirto discharita na shanto na samahitah na shanta manasava api pragyaneenam aapnuyat so all this he has done then he came to this meditation really taught that see consider that there are two living in the body the jivatma and the paramatma both seem to enjoy the fruits of action ritam pibantau sukritasya loke that one and from there he taught that this jivatma is the rathinam the passenger of the ratha buddhi is the sarathi mana is the reins and horses are the senses and the sense objects indriyarthas are the or vishayas are the roads on which they run if the buddhi is yukta mana is samanaska shuchihi then your horses are sadashwa good horses you can control them but if buddhi is ayukta manasa buddhi is ayukta vik avignani buddhi ayukta manasa is there ashuchi manasa is there then this dushtashwa they become and you cannot control them the one who controls all this is able to go on this path and vishnoha paramam padam he attains the highest state of exalted existence of brahman and then he goes on to explain indriya indriyarthebhya and then mana buddhi like this he explains you the eight steps how you go from all the way from indriyarthebhya to indriya and things like that all the way up to purusham sakashtha saparangatim you go all the way eight steps up there and then what happens after he says it's very subtle knowledge it's hidden inside everybody with a very sukshma buddhi only you'll get to know this and then he explains that how do you develop this sukshma buddhi this is how take the indriyas put them in the mind mind into the lower buddhi lower buddhi into the higher buddhi and higher buddhi in the highest consciousness awareness from there he says this path is very difficult it's not easy because you've not walked on it but nevertheless you must walk don't be lazy be careful find a guru and then walk on this path after all this lesson of katopanishad is over here is the final conclusion of yama's teaching he describes that ultimate state that you will reach if you do this the shanta atmani state and what is that shanta atmani state is being described it is ashabdam it cannot be heard asparsham it cannot be touched arupam it cannot be seen avyayam it does not decay or does not change tatha arasam it cannot be tasted nityam it is ever agandham it cannot be smelled yet that one anadi it has no beginning anantam it is infinite mahataha param it is even greater than the mahataha mahata is the hiranyagarbha you remember first time when all the elements came together to form the universe they is called hiranyagarbha that mahataha param it is even beyond that it means it's even beyond ishwara it is the ultimate parabrahman dhruvam which is steady dhruva means steady ishwara is not steady because he is thinking the one who is not thinking is the parabrahman it is that ultimate steady eternal state nichaya knowing which tat mrutyu mukhat pramuchyate the one who knows this state mrutyu mukhat from the jaws of death they are freed see this is the yama's final blessing you will be freed from my own grasp 
because you have learned that you are beyond birth and death and now yama cannot touch you so what does it mean body will not die body will die you don't die that kind of understanding will come to you and fearlessness will come abhayasya param it says you have attained that highest fearlessness and that fearlessness is spirituality is what i said so this is the concluding shloka of, of this part which says that that one cannot be understood by all the senses now you know all this right because none of these senses can you have already understood that so far the descriptions have said because indriya indriyartha are not able to gain that therefore what you do indriya means shabda sparsha ruparasa gandha or panchabhuta which are made of akasha vayu agni apa prithvi all of these are related to our senses so in bhuta akasha you can't find it through your indriya the gross body you cannot find it what is the method it says you have to go even further within and as you keep going within slowly this understanding will come to you so when you see a mountain from afar it you cannot make out what is there you will see just a blue shadow fill out as you go closer you can see the trees and rocks you go even closer you see the which tree is there it's a tamarind tree or a neem tree or a mango tree you go even closer you can even see mangoes or tamarind in the tree you go even closer reach the mountain then only you know exactly what a mountain is all about likewise you go closer and closer and closer and closer to your divine self which is beyond the grasp of the five senses therefore they have shabda sparsha rupa rasa gandha they have removed in the first two lines that this doesn't have all those properties therefore i say in meditation i think i saw brahman today why some blue green yellow color light had come and i think that is brahman no and you think i heard beautiful sound i think omkaram was coming oh that is the your neighbor chanting it quite loudly <laughs> next apartment i thought it's all coming from within me all this is your mind whatever you want it shows you that mahimanam it is very powerful like in dream it creates everything it shows you everything like that in waking also it shows you in telugu del se cinema chupistar like that that mind will show you the cinema which does not exist then what will say so he has already discarded all these things shabda sparsha rupa rasa gandha and avyayam he said because it does not change it is not decay it is always the steady one what we see we may not see next moment what we hear may not hear next moment what we tasted now we may not be able to taste again but so this one is once you know this you know it forever there is no change in it avyayam and what else is anadyanantam because it has no beginning it is infinite only a beginning will have an end which has no beginning has no end like a circle where is the beginning where is the end of a circle or a point it even more sukshma if you go a point where is the beginning of the point and where is the end of that point nothing is there like that anadi anantam this is this was there right from the beginning it's now it will be there even after after the body leaves this will be there mahataha param dhruvam it is even beyond the mahati that is the hiranyagarbha kosha even beyond that it is it means it is beyond prakriti hiranyagarbha in a way is representation of prakriti it is beyond that it is that steady state of existence consciousness supreme consciousness which does not need any senses mind buddhi to know in fact only when you discard all these so to say the instruments of knowledge can you know that once you know that you are free from the jaws of death it means this whole idea of janma marana goes out of your head you are completely free there is no birth and death you think 
otherwise the whole life is stuck in around what birth and that most two most important events of life are birth and death and third is marriage these are the three most important in everybody's life first is birth second is death for a general person's life in between is the marriage so it's like this this thing does not have a birth therefore it does not have a death so you are that which does not have a birth and death therefore body dies you don't die it is said and this is the idea that you are steady dhruvam means dhruvam means cannot be shaken it is fixed it is steady everything else moves it is fixed because it is fixed everything else is seen as moving if this was also moving everything else also moving there was no way to understand things this is steady because like you stand and the traffic goes by the road is fixed the car moves on it the screen is fixed the pictures move on it like that this is always fixed it doesn't go undergo any change but all other things undergo change simple thing like i am fixed on me a baby came on me only a youth teenager came on me only a youth came on me only the old man will come on me only a dead man will also come but all these are projections on me modifications of this external but internally i am fixed see we never think that we are growing old even if you are a boy of 16 and if you make a man of 60 somehow inside you you feel that you are the same outside people can see the body and they guess the age but inside us we never feel that we are getting old this is the idea that we don't change dhruvam we are everything else is adhruvam and from adhruvam we cannot find dhruvam that is now we dhruvam adhruvai it tells in the beginning therefore i taught you the yagna so that you could run behind temporary because i know from temporary permanent cannot be attained and this is the permanence that you need to attain a man is there he only becomes a husband he only becomes a father a son a brother a friend an employee but who is the dhruvam in all the father son brother employee the the original human man is the same on him only there is a husband when wife comes on him only there is a son when father comes he only becomes a father when his son comes becomes a brother when his sister comes if you remove all these upadhis what we call it who is there in the center the same person likewise the same atma ekatma sarvabhutantaratma there is only one which has become many ekoham bahusyam these are the vedantic truths and everything else is just projected on it like on a wall we project the cinema like the wall is steady the pictures are moving the screen is steady like that we are dhruvam this is the ultimate understanding which will arise out of katopanishads practice not listening katopanishads practice will teach you this understanding that concludes another episode of katopanishad As always, we hope you've enjoyed and found some meaning in it. For more podcasts, videos, and other content of this kind, please visit saiprakashna.org. And if you have been enjoying this podcast, please consider rating and reviewing it. It helps others find the show and perhaps they can benefit from it too. Until next time. Thanks for listening and all the very best. Thank you.